Good evening, welcome one and welcome all. We are here on March the 6th, 2016. Just me and Alex Bass tonight. Hi, Alex of Cyberbytes Inc. How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. I um, ran around today, kind of got sold on a, on a suit in some sketchy shop. It was like buy one, get two free. And it was all this really mess up stuff going on. And I thought it was going to be like this whole time, like going in there, getting fit and everything. And I was in and out in seven minutes. And then it's like, wait, where'd 200 bucks go? And I, do I even need a suit? So I'm, I'm a little bit of shock right now. I just got to recover from that. Um, <laughs> you've, you've been robbed. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel. You, you got a suit, right? That's something out of it. Uh, uh, Blaze hopefully. will not be with us tonight, Alex. He's actually uh, in transit. Uh, headed back to ca uh, to Canada. I was about to say California. Back to Canada, so he's probably landing in Halifax like now, if if not a little bit later. But uh, we're gonna carry the show. Uh, we don't have too much to talk about. Just some some priv stuff. Some carrier no one's ever heard of has launched the priv. So I thought you know maybe yeah. we should uh, we should talk about it. Yeah, whatever whatever company that is. <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the uh, the priv updates just to get started here, Alex. I'm sure you've grabbed them. I know I've grabbed them for my priv. The first one came through BlackBerry. Priv camera got an update bringing in slow motion video and also bug fixes. Have you actually messed around with the uh, the slow-mo video functionality that we just got? Um, a friend of mine, when we were deciding whether or not, well, when he was deciding whether or not to get the Priv, he asked me about the slow motion video option. And I was like, I think it's there. Or maybe it's kind of dependent on um, you could get different camera apps and maybe some of them will have slow motion video. And I was looking around. I really couldn't find a good solution. Um, and then I kind of w was of the mindset that this phone can't have slow motion because that was part of needing like a Snapdragon 810 processor, which, uh, or no, an 808. No, we have an 808. Yeah. So you needed that 810, but that's just to get even more slow motion. So like you get 120 frames per second or 240 or whatever. So I was pretty surprised to see them add slow motion to the camera app. Um, my buddy was probably pleasantly surprised if he even knows that it's there right now. I still kind of feel like going to the camera app right now, it's kind of, so it's kind of a pain to switch over to it. So you have to like click mode and then you have to click camera or whatever. It's not very quick. So say if I open up the camera app and I want to take a video really quick, it's not a quick way to go about doing it. So I really wish they improved the usability with that a little bit. Um, I don't really, there's so many different ways they can go about doing it, but it's a good camera app otherwise, and they did a good job with that. Yeah, I've seen some slow motion options where you literally have to go through like four or five steps. So yeah. three is is not too bad. You know, it yeah. is it is what it is. I was actually surprised with the quality of the video and everything. You know, there's not a lot of options yeah. that go along with it, but I mean, it's much better than not having it at all. Or you know, like like you mentioned, having to download a third party app that may or may not be able to do it. Just good to have that kind of stock out of the box, and also good to kind of see where BlackBerry's heads at in terms of fleshing out some of their you know their native and stock applications so i thought it was pretty cool i you know i always want more from my camera so i'm presently surprised that that's something that would come along with other big bug fixes right like i know uh like low light settings are actually a little bit better for me right now so it is cool slow motion you are able to capture with the perfect camera up to four times slower slow motion functionality can be accessed through the that you know mode section of the camera captures video at 120 frames per second which plays back at 30 fps and currently audio is not supported for slow motion video at this time so again potentially blackberry may be looking to bring that functionality in yeah how have you been how have you been satisfied with the actual priv camera i mean coming i was coming from passport 13 megapixel up to now the 18 and you know i, I see some details that are you know obviously 
more pronounced than others. Uh, what about you? What are some of your experiences? Have you ever been like kind of let down with the camera aside from, you know, when we're trying to use Snapchat and <laughs> just a terrible application? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel for, okay, I'm not someone that is really, really big into taking pictures and doing things. Um, a lot of what I do is like, I take pictures of checks that come in for my business and I trying to see, see my past few pictures if they're anything useful. Um, I have pictures of me trying on the suit. <laughs> Won't show those. Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything too. I, I don't don't take that many pictures. So I do have friends that that are very big. I don't know if there's like a word you want to give it. Like I not really photographers, but more picturey kind of people. And they um, they do. My one buddy kind of does not like the camera that much. There's a few things he said it's slow to take the picture. Sometimes it's a little bit fuzzy if you know if you shake it all. Sometimes I notice like I'll take a picture and it'll take it quickly, and other times it'll do like a bunch of shots. And I know that's with like HDR mode, but you almost don't even know what's going on. So you think the picture's taken, and then you move the camera away, and now you have like this big smear kind of picture. So I it just doesn't act the way that I expect it to sometimes, and it throws me off a bit, and I don't get the best pictures, but. I think it's fine for what it is, but I'm not someone that that cares as much about pictures. So yeah. I'm I'm kind of the same way, right? Like I take some photos of my food mainly, yeah. but it's it's static, it's under good You're, lighting. No, and, and even on Snapchat, like that's what you normally do. I go through your Snapchat and just get a bunch of food pictures and I was actually surprised some of them are actually pretty high quality, especially for Snapchat because I know that it like takes a screenshot of the screen rather than the picture itself and everything. So um I think it's fine, but if you're literally buying a phone for the camera, I really don't, yes, it's probably not the best solution to go for, but I don't think you can buy a smartphone now that has a bad camera per se. I agree. Um, I think there's just a really high bar that's been set by mobile yeah, cameras and all, you know, a little bit below, but at least it's something they're continuing to work on. You know, I've got, I've got, let's just held my camera up here and it auto-focused immediately on two faces I had on Facebook yeah. and your face. So, you know, the software is there and it has good functionality. Maybe I'll post these photos a little bit later. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, Blaze uh, was at, at a Mobile Nations kind of meetup uh, passing through as he's heading back home. And he posted a lot of front-facing selfie pics on his social media on Instagram and Facebook. You can kind of see like that two megapixel yeah. quality is like not the best, but, you know, the photos look fun and everything. So uh, you can check the Blaze out on social media if you want to see some of those front-facing proven real and real-life photos. But, uh, you know, Camera updates, updates period, right? We've been seeing them kind of like every month come, or if not every month, every other month, at least for some of those core stock applications. So cool to see that at least they're still developing and working on, you know, what is going to come with Priv and the camera. You know, I can only imagine what Marshmallow and some of these other things will bring as we come ahead here as well. Uh, really cool update got for, the, got for the BlackBerry keyboard on Priv as well, updated with improved predictions, corrections, and enhanced control. I was oh, really, really, yes. really, 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 really happy with the keyboard update. And it's yes. something... I, it's something I actually wish I had on Passport with some of the, the touch-enabled bits. And I don't know if, Alex, you want to talk on a little bit of it, uh, corrections and the predictions. They just made everything a little bit more streamlined, made it make a lot more sense. Yeah, I want to see if I can get this to pop up really quick. Um, let me just try and... Because they mentioned the enhanced control, and I'm not even going to lie. Like I thought it was a functionality that was within... Here we go. Got it. Um, so I thought it was functionality that was within... Um, I don't know, like a specific app, but see these little arrows you have here? Um, you can go like up, down, you know, left, right. So it's like fine cursor control. Um, and they added that in there essentially. If you click randomly within a text field, 
and then you can use that to go left, right, up, down. And it's like a really smart way to use this the screen real estate space there. And I ha- I don't think I've seen it on any other um, third party ca- or uh, keyboard app or anything like that. And I think it's its functionality is really good. And I I used it a little bit. And it's nice when you just really need to pinpoint something. Sometimes you'll Definitely. tap and you need to drag over to the left one, or if you need to start messing around with trying to you know double tap that and then going left and right. But like it's it's I don't know. I was impressed by it. I think it's intuitive. I think that's this is literally one of the things that BlackBerry does that's very small, but it's like, oh, that's smart. Like, so that I that made me feel good when, once I found out it was actually the BlackBerry keyboard that did that, and it wasn't just the app specifically I was using that was forcing it. So, um, I was pretty happy about that. As for the correction predictions, you can talk about that. I don't know. I didn't notice too much about it. So, mainly with the improved predictions, they've mapped more words to more things. So, like when we're typing something, it'll you know, relate to another emoji or something like that from the previous keyboard updates. Okay. So they've kind of expanded the catalog there. It's learning now from the predictions in our, our hub and our email as well. So it's got more sources to kind of learn how we type very akin to what we had on BlackBerry 10. Um, tapping on that physical keyboard is more accurate when you're focusing for fine cursor control. And as Alex said, now you have a band of left, right, up and down that is right above that kind of virtual space and really nice to have it. It's almost like keyboard shortcuts. Like when you're typing for like, uh, home end up down kind of like those so you can jump to a certain you know area of your sentence and or line or paragraph really just smart things and I was telling Alex uh, you know a little earlier I, something I would love for the passport I think that would be phenomenal because it's so yeah. much wider oh, and spe- especially when you're just kind of grinding away writing you just want to slide up and just do some fine curse control without having to stop your you know your typing flow and, and then move around it's a little bit more of a natural transition to bounce back and forth and that virtual row you know, may- maybe this is something we'll see on 10.3.3, you know, for Passport. We, we don't know yet, but it-, it was interesting that a lot of what we're seeing on Priv is almost enhancements and betterments on what we've seen on BlackBerry 10. And they're kind of taking that groundwork that they laid on and just making it even better. Uh, as well, we got the BlackBerry Priv launcher, BlackBerry's launcher updated. You can now set a default home screen and remove applications with just a flick. I found that super, super helpful as well. There are default views for apps that are separated if you're attached with a business or work profile to recent personal and work. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, the, the flick option is just so handy, right? The phone's like five inches, right? It's super tall. Yeah. Just being able to like tap on an application, long press, and simply just flick it to delete it is yeah. pretty awesome. Like you can't, you can't get that. Are to grab that back, that app that you just deleted right there? Yeah, I'll do that off air. <laughs> Sorry, Instagram. <laughs> I would yeah. never do that to BBM, so. But, no, that's uh, cool. Um, you know, nothing it groundbreaking. Saves you, it but. saves you time, though, you know? Like, do I have to drag it all the way up? No, I can just flick it and get rid of it's it, fun. you know? Yeah. Um, the one thing, though, setting the default home screen, I do like that they finally added that. That's something that's been in a lot of third-party launchers. And I actually immediately went to my mom's phone, and I set it to the middle one. And I set a, a weather widget to the left pane. So it's kind of nice. So from your home screen, you can go to the left to get something and to the right and get something else. So if, if you're a Priv user, you can see that we've got now a new home icon when you've long pressed. So this is just the main default screen. When you long press, you'll see you've got that home button at the top that you can set. And I can also set other screens as well. So if you wanted a little bit more of a visual explanation, that's what we're talking about. So really cool to have that built in there as part of the launcher. And again, these small kind of refinements are things that continue to kind of make the priv stand out even more. Uh, flicking to remove applications. Pop-up widgets are now enabled by default, which is which is like good. A, yeah. a no-brainer a no yeah. to really get. And as well, improved overlays to provide users more information information on applications, launcher settings, pop-up widgets, and 
that productivity tab. So when you're first doing that initial boot up, you're going to get more of those kind of yellow BlackBerry help kind of reminders to show you kind of these small little areas. Uh, so all oh, very, very cool stuff. Apps installed on the SD card will be grayed out on if the card is removed to let users know that they're no longer accessible as well. So if you've got an app that is installed on your SD card and it's sitting on your home screen, if you take the SD card out, it'll tell you, okay, that app is no longer you know accessible as opposed to letting you click on it and giving you an error. So again, smart little things for finding out that user experience. Um, I found as well with that keyboard, holding down delete for two seconds now deletes on a word-by-word -word basis, making it easier to stop at single words. So instead of uh, the way it was before, if you would long press the delete, it would just start quickly deleting everything after holding it yeah. for a certain period of time. Now it's just going to delete kind of word-by-word quickly but you know a little bit more in your control so all of those updates came for the blackberry priv they are available in google play gosh it's so crazy that we're talking about google play these days for updates instead of blackberry world kind of kind of sends me back a little bit alex i miss blackberry world so yeah. much for some of those small things like i don't know updating all for applications in google play is like like literally jumping through hoops and you know with blackberry world it was so easy with the the whole you know bb10 ui uh, but at least the, the Priv is getting some of the attention it desperately needs. I mean, we're seeing now that that device is coming out on Verizon. It is now available. Three days it's been out for Verizon, March 3rd, and it will be hitting in stores on March the 12th. So, Alex, is it, do, do you feel like the wait was worth it? I know you switched over carriers to, to get Priv on AT&T. Knowing now that it would end up coming November, December, January, February, March, four months later, almost a quarter of a year later, is the wait worth it? Do you care? Do you mind? And would you go back? Um, here's an example. My my cousin, not the cousin, if I ever say my cousin, I normally mean one of my cousins. I mean a totally different cousin. Um, I don't talk to him too often, but he messaged me the other day and he had asked when the priv was coming to Verizon because he's on a Verizon family plan. And this was about a week and a half ago. And I said, I'm not sure. Um, there are rumors that it's coming out in March, so sometime this month. And he's like, you know, well, I broke my phone and I could probably get through a few days and whatever. And he's like, well, how's AT&T? And I was like, we actually switched AT&T to get the priv and, you know, it's been fine. I've liked it. I've enjoyed it. So he actually switched, ironically, two days before the priv came to Verizon. He switched off his family plan and wow. started an AT&T account to get the priv. But he's totally happy because, I mean, he got... they they. They paid him like $200 for switching and you get all these random perks for switching and AT&T is fine and the data packages that you can get on AT&T are great too. So, and you get rollover minutes and everything, or rollover data and everything like that. So, I mean, the day that it came out of Verizon, I messaged him and I was like, hey, did you get it yet? Because it's out on Verizon now. He's like, yeah, I switched yesterday, but it's totally fine. Um, I'm happy with it. So like, I, it's, it's just funny that like he was totally willing to just switch to get the priv because he's been waiting on it. He was previously using an Android device um and he just he missed the physical keyboard he was an old curve user so he saw my phone last time uh he was at a family party and he's like i want that so i'm i'm glad i didn't wait um and obviously here's someone that that literally switched right before it was finally available and he's not even mad that he didn't wait um so whatever i think it's i think it's ridiculous it took this long but um, at least it's finally there for those who want it still. And it's expensive, isn't it? Like it's expensive Verizon. everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah. But like they I was expecting there to be some kind of like good deal going on. Like now at Verizon, but it's like, nope. Well, it was like seven hundred and ten or seven twenty or something. I think I got it for seven forty the day it came out. 
720 m Verizon. It's thirty dollars a month for twenty four months if you're going to go yeah. that route with their what is it Edge or Next or yeah Trump. Edge. Yep. One one of those things yeah. Verizon and all, all these U.S. carriers do. What I think is important for people to kind of grasp at this point is that it is out on all the major carriers in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. The only one we don't have is Sprint, but we can't even really count Sprint as a major player. So right now, you know, the CDMA version is out there. So to say Sprint won't launch it, you know, is is really a matter of the numbers. It is Priv moving to even warrant Sprint getting it, right? Does Sprint really bring any users to the table for Priv who wouldn't just be on Verizon or, or you know, as we did, just switch over to AT&T to, to get the device? And, and as well, I think there's been a kind of a ramp up in the overall kind of production of the devices, the models, and even the software that's come along with it, right? There was a lot of kind of quirks with some of those initial hardware batches, the creaky back or whatever the case may be. I've heard in a lot of the latest production runs that people are getting from Shop Blackberry and their carriers that the devices are solid, they're exactly what they need to be, and that the software has come a long way from like day one, right? With There's been three or four updates to the whole suite of applications on Hub and you know the overall, even they've updated the OS, I think one or two times, aside from security updates. So it's really come a long way. And I think now is kind of that point where you've kind of reached the critical mass for distribution. Now you just got to keep going. Uh, we saw them launch in Israel as well. So they're getting global kind of distribution and hitting on some of their, you know, their biggest partners and carriers. So I'm hoping now that, you know, we, we're kind of ramped up and now we need to keep momentum, right? So now it's driving through those sales channels and making that happen. And that really brings us to the little last bit of news. BlackBerry launches a new direct device sales program for business owners and IT admins. I found this one really interesting. As a bit of news, if Blaze were here, he'd say, you know, I thought this was something BlackBerry was already doing. And and I and I totally would agree with him, right? Like, why doesn't BlackBerry have these enterprise sales teams doing direct kind of business volume-based sales? What do you think about that kind of business, Alex? And actually, because you know probably BlackBerry probably already had it, right? But it wasn't as you know promoted or available for for general users to just understand. Oh, I can buy BlackBerry ten and Priv devices in bulk and get a discount. Uh, what do you think about BlackBerry actually launching that kind of programming, promoting it on Shop BlackBerry, and showing people these alternatives? Yeah, I mean, I, it's probably long overdue. But I guess like, does think does even um, Apple do they offer some kind of thing like that, or you probably need to be like, uh, you know. In, in education or you have to probably be in like a large business or something and be able to request it. Um, is So is this like, I mean, if this, if this is a unique thing to BlackBerry that who's doing this now, who finally is allowing maybe small, smaller businesses to be able to actually jump in and do something about it. Um, I guess I can see why they held out a little bit because trying to be this premium product, they really want only special businesses to get this treatment and things. And um, I think it makes sense though, to just finally offer it. If you're selling the devices directly, why not, you know, really take advantage of that? Um, especially, especially when the whole unlocked shop BlackBerry model is so prevalent. You know, if I could get you to buy five or ten, it just would, you know, is easier for me. Here are some of the benefits, and we'll see if you think they are benefits, Alex. I hear Brandon's like uh, getting home, so he might hop on for a little bit here yeah. or chill with us in the after show. But uh, buy direct from BlackBerry to access volume purchasing advantages for your business. So some of the opportunity, uh, you know, the benefits include volume purchasing and payment advantages when buying smartphones. So you could potentially 
by in bulk at a payment advantage. So potentially that's, you know, be it monthly or a discounted flat rate for an overall buy. The best selection of BlackBerry's latest smartphones. So you get accessories built to take on your productivity to a new level. So you're going to get access to all of those. You get a dedicated account manager to provide personal help finding smartphones that smartphones, excuse me, that support your business needs as well. You're going to get unlocked smartphones so that, you know, you can t choose which carrier your business goes to uh, to a degree and kind of control local roaming packages when traveling abroad to make sure as well that you also get those security and software updates first. You're also going to get a one year complimentary support from BlackBerry and a one year manufacturer's warranty. And I've actually taken uh, use of my manufacturer's warranty that BlackBerry offers on all their devices from shop BlackBerry uh, to actually get a replacement priv because I was having some, some issues with my, my very first one that I got. So I was very pleased that you know they support the device. They're listening to this kind of feedback and they are actively making changes and as well, free device shipping on a 30 day money back guarantee. If you're not, completely satisfied. So a lot of those opportunities are the same ones we all get from shopping at Shop Blackberry anyway. I think some of the main ones there are the volume purchasing and payment advantages and as well that dedicated account manager. So that that extra additive I think is really beneficial. Letting businesses know that it's out there, super, super good for them. Freedom and flexibility are all people want, right? So if I'm a small business and I want to go Blackberry, going direct seems to be the best route, right? Instead of latching on with the carrier and, and all that. So that's basically our week in news. It's been a pretty quiet week following Mobile World Congress. I'm still excited to see kind of when we're going to get some talks of Marshmallow, you know, or even BlackBerry 10.3.3, which is coming like literally at the end of this month in like literally 20 days. I'm interested to see kind of like, you know, what kind of, what kind of message is sent when you start launching a BlackBerry 10 OS update, you know? We're going to get some you know, security press releases and things of that nature, no doubt. Uh, do you think we're going to see anything else? Do you think we're going to, they're going to kind of roll out both OSs at the same time? That would kind of be interesting, right? Pro jumps to Marshmallow, BlackBerry 10 devices jump to 10.3.3, and we are a software company. Like That's the, that's yeah. the, final, the final push that will say that, no, right? I mean, I was reading, trying to read around as much as possible, and, and there have been rumors going on for a while. I say rumors, but like they're from people from BlackBerry saying that it's it's going to be sometime in March is when they're going to be you know pushing out Marshmallow. So I'm kind of expecting it to happen this month. Um, I think it is a little BS that they've probably had Marshmallow done for a while now, and I'm sure it's the carriers and various other things that are you know causing all these delays. I guess the most sickening part is when you start hearing about all like rumors about Android N and we still, still don't even have Marshmallow, that's when I start feeling like, oh, we're starting to get outdated. And when I'm hearing like the Galaxy S5 and all these other devices that are fairly older, they're getting Marshmallow already. That's where I start getting like, come on, BlackBerry, don't screw this up. But it might not be them and it might be primarily the carriers. I don't know. I don't know. Could be so many things. What's up, Brandon? Not too much, man. Got anything to add? Marshmallow? Uh, I was going to say Brandon was the reason Marshmallow has been held up. He's just been too busy working yeah. to, to actually get it out to us. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always good, always good to have you on, Brandon. You know, We just closed literally all of our topics for the night, so you wow. might have to just chill with us in the after show at this point. I'm here for the comic relief, I guess. Yeah, yeah you're relieving Alex of his duty. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm interested to see, you know, honestly with, with Marshmallow and Priv, whether we're gonna get some more cohesion between D Tech. Like you think you think like, you know, they're gonna be able to tie in some of those permissions with D Tech. But I haven't opened that app in who knows how long. No, no. I, I mean, and Brandon's on Blackberry ten, so 
he's waiting for that 10.3.3 update that uh, is is so necessary. Yeah. I, 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 but is there really anything to hope for with that? Like, realistically? Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely a focused security update. I would imagine they'd tie up maybe just some loose ends on, like, the Facebook app and stuff like that. You know, I would hope, I'd hope, I'd hope like, if you're not going to just push an update through BlackBerry World, at least during the major yeah. OS update, you at least kind of, all right, we're taking this functionality out because it doesn't work, or, you know, we're going to add this in, or something yeah. small. But I know their attention is elsewhere, right? So it's really tough to say. There were so many BlackBerry 10 assets that we know have left the company. So, it, you know, whether it's going to be a substantial thing or not is hard to say. As well, I, I remember a couple upstreams ago, Blaze was mentioning that, you know, we got some early some early looks at some of the APKs and new files on some of these later versions of 10.3.2, and there were some new applications coming into the mix that weren't, ex, you know, directly accessible. So it's interesting. Maybe there are, is some other, you know, focus. And, and honestly, at this point, like for a user like you, Brandon, who's on a passport, who's using it and enjoying it, you know, for the most part, for BlackBerry to make a statement with the software upgrade that shows they are actually committed to BlackBerry 10 as opposed to, you know, just updating it under the rug for security's sake, like if they actually do something with this update, I'm not saying visual changes or anything like that, but improved functionality, yeah. you know, some refinements, some security focus, like build, put DTEC on BB10, you know, why not? You know, because there's APKs that run on BB10. You know, yeah. some things like that just to show, like, kind of a hat tip to to those BlackBerry 10 users that they are still focused. I mean, is that something that you would take into consideration as them showing they actually still care about the OS? Uh, no, not really. Because didn't isn't it kind of a consensus now that 10.3.3 is going to be the last OS update, really? It's well. There is 10.3.4 coming later in the year as well to bring further NIAP certification and other security yeah. enhancements. So, you know, we really don't know. You know, we heard that 2016 was going to be a year of Android, right? That they're going to focus all on Android this year, and maybe that is the focus, right? Maybe it's let's feel Android out. Let's see how much of it's the business it can generate for us, whether it's worth it, and yeah. maybe it's a move to recommit to BlackBerry 10 in the future for you know different reasons. If we look back on kind of the history on BlackBerry devices, they would launch basically that same reference platform multiple times, right? That 1.5 gigahertz dual core with 2 gigabytes of RAM. That was kind of their base reference platform and they built Leap, they built Classic, they built you know Z10, they built Q10 around it. So it almost makes you wonder, you know, could they do the same thing with Passport and just build other BlackBerry 10 devices to satiate their market and their user base? Yeah. It's, it, it seems entirely feasible. But again, where their hardware business is at right now, we don't know whether it's worth it. We don't know whether Priv has picked up enough traction or whether Android is the future here on out, even though, you know, as, Black, as Alex said, we've heard rumors from BlackBerry employees who are saying, you know, Android is the future, and then Chen saying, well, no, we're still committed to BlackBerry 10. And then with WhatsApp, with WhatsApp, you know, they put out some news that we're going to look for, we're going to look to create alternatives to WhatsApp for users, and it's like, well... You have BBM. I mean, why not just tell people to go to BBM, you know, which has basically all of the same functionality, just a little bit, you know, obviously less users. Alex, what are some of your some of your thoughts on that in terms of BlackBerry really showing a commitment to BlackBerry 10? We know it's in maintenance mode right now, right, basically. So what, what shows an actual consideration for BlackBerry 10 aside from, you know, just a basic software security update? I don't know. I really don't. I I don't really see too much or have too much of a vision of what's going on with BlackBerry 
10. I mean, there's there's all of these things that have gone on where, I mean, you look at WhatsApp and these companies backing away from BlackBerry 10 and how many apps just haven't even been updated and have been stagnant. And, like, the one nicest thing that I've kind of experienced going to Android on, like, a daily and weekly basis, my apps are getting updated. And it's, like, there are people who are consistently on this platform updating their apps and I'm more apt to spend money on this platform because people are you know working hard and yes there are people working hard on BlackBerry 10 but you can tell that you know there's their morale has been down for years now so I don't really know what they're planning on I don't I don't even know I'm curious to see what their goal and game plan is for BlackBerry 10 um, I, I don't know I, I don't really have many feelings on it right now I'm pretty dis associated with BlackBerry 10 at the moment. I've been it's it, been but it's, kind of, it's just kind of disheartening because I remember when 10.2 was coming out and there was so much excitement about it because it was actually bringing some sizable changes to the operating system, right? Uh, even 10.3 uh, in terms of the UI and, and some other usability features. But now 10.3.3, I mean, they could bring the world and no one's really going to care because you know, the light has been shining so far off of uh, BlackBerry 10 for a while now that, you know, it could bring the, the best things ever, but it's really, okay, it might be a hat tip to the people who currently use the platform, but beyond that, it's not really going to give them much mileage. So uh, it, that that's really where you question, where where you ask yourself, it, does it really make sense for them to bring any sizable change to 10.3.3 if it's not really going to be in the spotlight and, and it's really not going to catch... You know people's attention and make people want to buy a device. Right? It's, it's it's very perplexing. I mean, 10.3 launched with Passport and really came out in you know the next couple months with in the January when we got 10.3.1 and that's when we got Blend and we got you know a refined BlackBerry 10.2 experience. You know, kind of taken to the next level with that whole UI change that we got. And and you know we've heard BlackBerry say this. Michael said this on our podcast with, with him. Uh, specifically talking about getting BlackBerry 10 to a point where it's stable, right? And with 10.3 plus, it is stable. Now the core of the operating system that they developed is is good to go. It's now they didn't feel the need to continue building upon it, right? And that's where we're kind of being let down. But with that said, once if you take BlackBerry 10, and we've kind of had this discussion before, if you take BlackBerry 10 out of the equation, you, you strip it of the, the core applications and you just look at it as an operating system, it's still pretty viable to do a hell of a lot of the things, right? especially on that IoT kind of connected side of things, right? There's so much they could do utilizing BlackBerry 10 in just a different way. You know, they've got that QNX H box that connects with medical devices. We already know QNX is in so many different types of, you know, connected devices, be it washing machines to vehicles. So who's to say that this mobile OS doesn't have any more viability just in a different way for a more utilitarian purpose? I know they're selling... These, these crazy phones, I forget what they're called, but you're allowed to do like a infrared, you know, off the camera because they built in a specialized camera for it, right? So who's to say there isn't a potential for BlackBerry 10 outside of the hardware and consumer market and focusing on other areas, you know? I think encryption and all that BlackBerry 10 really brings to the table is still valuable. It doesn't bring an app ecosystem or communication suite that is truly, you know, uh, cutting edge anymore because now they've got all those experiences on Android and soon to be potentially on other operating systems with the whole experience suite. So 
it brings you to a point where you know you could take literally everything off of BlackBerry 10, put Android apps on it, and it'd still be a darn good operating system, right? You know, because yeah. it's because it still runs everything fairly well. Well, uh, that's the thing too is that the operating system is great. I mean, uh, you guys always talk about how you know you miss these features, a lot of features from BlackBerry 10 when you're talking about your privs. And I mean, as a user who luckily mostly just has to use most of the stock operating system features, I've been lucky in that regard. But when it comes to using some other apps that would be nice to use, like, I don't know, like, well, now actually Uber works since the last update, so uh, I'm happy there. But it's just one of those things where you never know. There could be you know, an app change or an app update in terms of an Android app, and then the next update you can't use it on BlackBerry 10. You never know. It's just that that cat and mouse game of, you know, you know, the operating system having to play catch up or coordinating with the Android apps and things like that. So I mean, like you said, back to that point, uh, James, the operating system is great. It's just a matter of having those those other features that that we've just become so accustomed to in terms of a consumer now. And uh, it's just a shame that there couldn't have been more done on that side, integrating that Android experience in in the underlying BlackBerry 10 OS. Yes, I, I totally agree. It honestly feels like at this point they've kind of gone to this this fork in the road, right? And Android is supplementing a lot of that consumer side, and now BlackBerry 10 is going to be kind of put over to that enterprise side and really focused on that side of things. You know, I, I wonder, honestly, whether the investments that they've made in BlackBerry 10, or at least the mobile version of QNX, have potentials for them in other markets, but it really is, I think, too early to tell. I think they need to see whether they can stay in the consumer market at all, whether or not they want to repurpose BlackBerry 10, because either way it goes, I think some governments want the latest, most secure BlackBerry, period, point blank, and Priv is not that yet. Maybe in years to come, they can finally meet kind of on the same playing field, but right now they have to veer apart and then maybe come together at a later date. Viper 10 is still going to be that one that governments go to, right, that governments deploy so that they know they have the secure end-to-end through their bez. So I honestly think there's value in, in what Android brings to the table, but I think there are certain markets, certain customers that BlackBerry holds dear that they just they can't go Android. They refuse to, especially probably when BlackBerry's been talking them away from doing such a thing for so long. Proof kind of comes as a little slap in the face to some users who you know are all about BlackBerry 10. Um, I know I kind of I kind of want to go black to black to BlackBerry. Back to BlackBerry 10, just to see if I could, if I miss anything truly. Like, what am I gonna miss? Snapchat? Like, I can't live without Snapchat. I think I could, actually. I know Alex can't these days. I don't know. Man. Alex needs his Tinder, his Tinder and Snapchat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Alex is uh, locked up though, isn't he lately? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh boy. Let's get on the after show, gentlemen. <laughs> Everyone who's watched, thank you for sticking with us on another rather light week, but it's always fun to have you guys on right now and keep up with the dialogue. Again, Blaze is traveling. Hopefully he's traveling safe. We'll be seeing him hopefully next week. And then check out what we got going on. I actually was going to launch our Berry Flow store. I was going to launch it. It's all built out. The infrastructure is there. However, um, <laughs> I ran out of product. I pre-sold everything that I had, so... <laughs> I actually need to go go get some more uh, shirts and things like that, and 
I'm going to leave these ones exclusive for our patrons and for us, the crew, and I'll put something else on the shop because I really don't think the uh, the, the general population deserves such sexy swag. So uh, we're going to get some stuff set up. I have a bunch of these cool BlackBerry buttons, too, that I got from uh, an event back in the day. I'm just going to start you know, putting that out there on our shop. we got stickers and all sorts of good stuff. So that will be coming in the next couple of days here as well. Uh, Brandon, any any closing thoughts for us? Have you seen any crazy Blackberry Viennas in the wild? As you're so prone to <laughs> prone to seeing pre-production models. No, actually, the Blackberry Priv has been the least like it's actually out of all the Blackberries since Blackberry 10. I've seen the fewest Blackberry Privs of all the different Blackberry variations since the Z10. So I don't know. Because it hasn't been out on Verizon. I know that doesn't affect you in Canada, but... <laughs> no, but it's actually astonishing. Like, literally yeah. every day I go to work, and on the subway I see some form of BlackBerry 10 device, but I've yet to actually see a BlackBerry Priv in the wild. So yeah, Maybe because it costs $1,000 in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> we have a couple of patron questions that I want to get to real quick. One is from Kevin asking Blaze to comment on Crackberry traffic. I will forward that question to Blaze and try to get you a, an answer there, Kevin, as he's not on with us today. Jay Bravo asks, I'm a heavy BB10 BBM group user for a sports group, and the news about WhatsApp, which he's never used in recent articles about improving BBM, apart from the ability to post videos to groups, are there any other improvements we'd like to see in groups? You know, I'd love yeah. just just more. Just give me more. I love that on the Android version, I can quote a quote in groups, whereas on the BlackBerry 10 version, I can't. So maybe check out BB BBM on Android and see. Then ask that question because there are a couple small things. I don't know if you guys saw, but the actual privacy subscription is now free. So timed messages, what? retractions, and all of that I is was... a. It's a free thing now. Yeah. I canceled my subscription and all. I, I retracted the other day and everything was working. I was like, "How yes. many? What's my limit?" They, they did. They did this very smartly to kind of counteract WhatsApp, right? WhatsApp removing their support. Well, they're like, "Well, let's give people added features. Really drive BBM to be that secure private communication uh, network." So check that out. I, I it wasn't working on my device. I was waiting for a, an update to roll through Google Play. But I do believe they're going to make those free. If they aren't yet, it might be a back-end thing on the shop that they're working on. But they will be making that privacy and subscription model free for that privacy stuff. Uh, it's, I believe, was a dollar that should be removed shortly. I saw it in one of their blog posts. As per group specifically, I'd love just more more options for sharing. I know I like on one-to-one -one chats and multi-person chats, you can go ahead and do you know share pictures and videos and PayPal's and all these other sorts of attachments for you know my, my location and things like that adding all of that functionality that's in single BBM conversations to groups would just make it that much more robust is there anything for you guys who use groups with your family or friends that you'd like to see added to BBM groups uh, the ability to add files or something mm -hmm. so if you're like if you want to have like a work group and you want to share like a word document you know have it in the groups like a dot like under the notes or something where you can actually edit one document between the group or something like that That'd be neat. Yeah. Which totally agree. Start getting in like, yeah, Google Drive space kind of thing. Um, I mean, the, I beauty, I, the beauty of groups right now is like you could have a list, you could have a folder of URLs that link to a shared document on Google, right? And have mm -hmm. 
some of that same functionality. I'm loading up our Berryflow Confluence piece where 11 of us came together and wrote all the things we you know, liked and oh, thought yeah. would be beneficial for BlackBerry. And I believe one of them was done by Jeffrey, and his was specific to BBM groups. So here are some things that he liked to answer your question, uh, Jay. Shared document files, what Brandon just mentioned. Collaborative mode for documents. So again, kind of Google, Google Docs-like. Multi-person voice, multi-person video, multi-screen share. Again, <laughs> well, that's that's a that's an offshoot for sure, but something I would definitely <laughs> love. A presentation in webinar mode, which would be cool. Desktop access to BBM groups because it is a little bit a uh, yes. little bit paltry on the web, even on Blend. BBM group whiteboard, so an ability to just collaborate, write, draw, and also a last read, so I know which co which conversation or which message in our group was last read by each user, which would be yeah. pretty cool. I really so, want read, 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 or delivered and read receipts in groups. I feel like that's just something so lacking, and there are a lot of other um, solutions that, that show you. Like even Facebook Messenger, the little heads like of the people who are on there, they'll move down to the bottom of the picture. So you'll kind of see, or message, so you'll see who read up to what point. And it's like that's very like basic functionality. I should be able to see, I mean, because right now I have a group with two, four, six people in it, and they're my family members. And I just learned the other day that my one, my stepsister, she doesn't even have BBM installed. But there's no way for me to even know that. So we're talking about, you know, we went over our data limit and we were kind of telling people that they need to watch out for what they're doing. And she never even received the message because she doesn't even have BBM installed. It's like, BlackBerry, at least tell me, you know, if someone in the group is not even there anymore. At least let me know, like, when people are reading messages. Like, very basic kind of functionality just for usability. But That's interesting. Know. That's interesting because... Excuse me, I'm chewing on ice. That's um, interesting because on the B BlackBerry 10 version of BBM, it does do that. But on Android oh, version, it, says, it like, doesn't. Yeah. So, Wait, you know, my, my brother sent a message the other day. For It was for my birthday, and he asked if we were still getting together. And he sent me a screenshot. It said it was delivered in his phone within the group, and it never came in on the group. That was the first time I found a message not being sent, and he almost wasn't able to come over because no one responded to him, and he didn't know what was going on. So I was a little bit disappointed that's by that. Before my groups too. Has it? Yeah. It's not good. I mean, that's where I, I like it should be able to show you if there was a D. You know, you don't get D's and R's in groups. Yeah, you and maybe it just when you're, when yeah, you're in groups, you know. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but I don't we know. Had, we had one final comment from Nick, one of our very full upstream patron subscribers, he asks, do you think BBM gets any money for the free sticker advertising movies and brands they've been releasing lately? Pretty interesting. Um, you know, I wonder as well whether they're making money off the free ones. I'd imagine not, but what I think it might do is help strengthen the relationship with some of those brands as a distribution channel for other things, other media or advertisements that might come through. So you can imagine as they're getting video ads in BBM supporting a YouTube movie sticker for free while also giving them free ad space for that sticker might be a, a you know a mutually beneficial thing for everyone involved so yeah. pot potentially not making money off free stickers but in a roundabout way yes making money off free stickers i think they probably are or else why do it right i mean even remember the whole uh share care thing where they're mm -hmm. essentially Kind of just prom what what was it exactly? They it I know they their BBM channel is promoting their app basically. Yeah, so like I feel like it's just another way that BlackBerry could kind of reciprocate things. 
Um, it's like, hey, maybe maybe these companies, yeah, some of these companies might be using Bez 12 or whatever, and BlackBerry is like, hey, stay in Bez 12 in here. We'll give you some free sticker. We'll just show you our support that we care about your company, and we'll try and just give you some free publicity. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, right now, if you look at the stickers, we have Top Gun, which is a super popular show. How I Met Your Mother, another super popular show. We've got the dance camp. We've got a, a trip to Unicorn Island, which is that YouTube Red. So it's it's kind of like a lot of brand promotion. We have BBM Office, OK Go 2, which is a band, Family Guy, and those are all on the top. So definitely just a place at least keeps the BBM shop looking fresh, right? You can see right at the top, oh, you can't really see, too bright. Darn you, MON. Uh, can't really see, but as you, if you can, there's this banner up at the top, and it's showing off, you know, Unicorn Island and YouTube Red as an actual advert in the shop. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's some co-advertising going on there, and money is being made. I'm sure they wouldn't put it in our faces just to put it in our faces. Brandon might disagree because he gets stuff put in his face all the time, but. Uh huh. <laughs> That's such a low blow, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we were going to catch you guys next week on our next podcast. This is our 90th episode, which is just wow. unfathomable, right? Wow. That's pretty, pretty nutso. That's yeah. crazy. That's like, that's like almost 20 months, if not more, yeah. of upstream. Once we is... hit 100, I think that's going to be like – that's one of those milestones. Then after that, I think – well, we gotta, we, we gotta, down. we gotta have, yeah, we gotta have downstream too. That's for sure gonna happen. Oh boy! Oh. I, I just, I just bought Uno, a game of Uno, and it has blank wild cards that you can draw on and make your own rules, which just seems dangerous, right? Yeah. It seems oh, like oh, a very bad idea, right? But uh, anyway, guys, uh, we're gonna see you guys next week for sure on another one of these. I'm surprised we knocked out. 40, 50 minutes of this, to be quite honest. Hey, we could end it 20 minutes ago. We covered we covered things pretty efficiently initially, and then we did. Brandon, and then Brandon came. And Brandon came. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, we will catch you all next week. Take it easy. Take it easy. Later. Later.